She had always been such a silent, simple creature that, except her daily inquiry about dinner, she hadn't uttered a word for the last six years. I, at least, hadn't heard anything else from her. "'Here I've come in to have a word with you, sir,' she began abruptly. "'You really ought to let the little room.' "'Which little room?' "'Why, the one next the kitchen, to be sure.' "'What for?' "'What for?' Why, because folks do take in lodgers, to be sure. But who would take it? Who would take it? A lodger would take it, to be sure. But, my good woman, one couldn't put a bedstead in it. There wouldn't be room to move. Who could live in it? He who wants to live there, as long as he has a place to sleep in, why, he would live in the window. In what window? In what window? As though you didn't know. The one in the passage, to be sure. He would sit in there, sewing or doing anything else. Maybe he would sit on a chair, too. He's got a chair, and he's got a table, too. He's got everything. Who is he, then? Oh, a good man, a man of experience. I will cook for him, and I'll ask him three roubles a month for his board and lodging. After prolonged efforts, I succeeded at last in learning from Agrafena that an elderly man had somehow managed to persuade her to admit him into the kitchen as a lodger and boarder. Any notion Agrafena took into her head had to be carried out. If not, I knew she would give me no peace. When anything wasn't to her liking, she at once began to brood, and sank into a deep dejection that would last for a fortnight or three weeks. During that period my dinners were spoiled, my linen was mislaid, my floors went unscrubbed. In short, I had a great deal to put up with. I'd observed long ago that this inarticulate woman was incapable of conceiving a project, of originating an idea of her own. But if anything like a notion or a project was by some means put into her feeble brain, to prevent its being carried out meant, for a time, her moral assassination. And so, as I cared more for my peace of mind than for anything else, I consented forthwith. Has he a passport, anyway, or something of the sort? To be sure he has. He is a good man, a man of experience. Three roubles he promised to pay. The very next day the new lodger made his appearance in my modest bachelor quarters. But I wasn't put out by this. Indeed, I was inwardly pleased. I led, as a rule, a very lonely hermit's existence. I have scarcely any friends. I hardly ever go anywhere. As I had spent ten years never coming out of my shell, I had, of course, grown used to solitude. But another ten or fifteen years or more of the same solitary existence, with the same agrafena, in the same bachelor quarters, was in truth a somewhat cheerless prospect. And therefore a new inmate, if well behaved, was a heaven-sent blessing. Agrafena had spoken truly. My lodger was certainly a man of experience. From his passport it appeared that he was an old soldier, a fact which I should have known indeed from his face. An old soldier is easily recognized. Astafi Ivanovich was a favorable specimen of his class. We got on very well together. 
What was best of all, Astafi Ivanovich would sometimes tell a story describing some incident in his own life. In the perpetual boredom of my existence, such a storyteller was a veritable treasure. One day he told me one of these stories. It made an impression on me. The following event was what led to it. I was left alone in the flat. Both Astafi and Agrafena were out on business of their own.